0: Luongo. Luongo. And uh, yeah, so we're just saying you can't trust anything after two years of, of COVID. So it doesn't matter what they're saying, whether they're saying Russia is invading Ukraine or whether they're saying that a storm is coming this weekend. And to me, everything is is on. So you were just saying before I cut you off rudely.
1: No worries. I was just going to say that the big red pill for a lot of people coming forward is going to be the is that moment where they go, oh, my God, they do lie about everything. Yeah. like I still don't I still think there's way too many people who are like well they lie about some things but they don't they can't lie about that yeah well no really they do lie about that too and I think we're at a moment in time where about 15 percent of the population is gonna have to realize that they that that they're beginning they're, they're lying about this and then a third of them will go but then they lie about everything and if you can get another five percent of the population then it doesn't matter if we're talking Germany or the United States you get another five percent of the population to say okay this is Nonsense. What is going on here? These people are congenital liars. That's revolutionary numbers. Mm. And I think that we're, I think that what Putin is doing with the way he's prosecuting the war in Ukraine is he's forcing, again, like Trump did for four years, he's forcing these people out into the open to lie openly about what their motivations are, what our motivations are, and everything else in order to then pressure capital markets to the point where everybody has to go. Why can't we buy Russian gas? Yeah. Why should we care about Ukraine? Why can't we buy Russian gas? Why should I starve in my home because this 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 government that you know only twenty five percent of the population voted for uh, says we should know we're not allowed. Like it's dumb. Yeah. And then we got Klaus, we got Klaus Schwab out there running his mouth saying it's all you know it's all in service of you know stupid stuff like climate change and all the rest of it. So
0: yeah, and you got a uh, yeah Tim Dillon the, uh, the my favorite comedian said i think on his most recent show he was like look he was like the invasion he's got he's this fat gay comedian really raspy voice and he's like look right he's like the invasion's bad the shelling's bad i've made a couple tweets changed the profile picture let's not get crazy the reality is this guys we're coming up on summer we need cheap gas lat we were robbed two summers ago with covid and riots we are la we were robbed last summer by fucking delta variant this is our first summer i'm sorry ukraine I say we revisit this in January, lift the sanctions on Putin. I'm sorry. Someone had to say it. And he's just like, how much of your life, he goes, are you willing to sacrifice for a country that most of you retards didn't know existed until two weeks ago?
1: Well, and more appropriately, that the only reason that this is so damned important to everybody, and it's good to know that I can um, I can speak freely,
0: So uh, um, the reason, anything. yeah, the
1: reason, that's fine. I just want to wait for the, the, the host to drop an F-bomb before yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is the funny, I like to realize that everybody who's the, all the people who are complaining and saying, we have to go to war with Ukraine. We have to do this. We have, they all, you know who they are? They're all the people who have their fingers in the pie of all the corruption in Ukraine.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, like, yeah. We're talking Clinton and Pelosi and Romney and Biden and all of them. And it's not just them, it's, it's, it's all across the uh, European Union. It's, you know, it's far, even far deeper than that. I've been going into it and, in, you know, and, blog post after blog post, and I've done a hundred podcasts trying to explain the nuances of this stuff. Um, But the reality is for the average American, like, dude, this is about them protecting themselves. This is about them not making sure that all of the bad stuff that they've been doing in Ukraine for the last eight years since the the, the, the overthrow of Yanukovych has all been in service of getting us to this moment where they could try and take Russia down. And, there is absolutely zero reason why we, as Americans or even as British citizens or German citizens, should want to pick a fight with one of the world's most preeminent military and nuclear powers in the world, who also supply the world with almost all of the important strategic commodities that we need to run our very nice and comfortable lives with. And are and they're willing to sell them to us at dirt cheap prices. Why are we having to sacrifice over this. The, and the reason, obviously, is because this is about much bigger, a much bigger ideological agenda by very powerful people who have a hard-on to destroy Russia and take its wealth and then force us to pay their prices for it with their control systems lopped on top that, that destroys our lives. And that's what they want. And, and look, Klaus Schwab is the most dangerous man in the world. I don't, I don't care what anybody says at this point. The the guy's of and crazy goddamn communist. Herr who Honestly Klaus Schwab the, the the CEO of the World Economic Forum. Herr Schwab he has, his holy name. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Claire, uh, the Herr Schwab or uh, yeah. you know, they're their 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 Schwaben yeah. if you want to U-
0: you know. Uber Schwab
1: yeah overgrouping fewer flaws okay. <laughs> um yeah I, I watched the man in High Castle make huge <laughs> look um Fuck yeah. oh god i love that show actually yes. except for the, the last season was eh, kind of they, kind they, of
0: disappointing. They, but, they that's what happens when you keep dialing it up and you go from like drug to drug and finally there's nothing left to do but like speed balls and bath salts you got to go <laughs> you got to go multiverse cuz nothing you know, it's like, it's like, well, I
1: mean, the man in high castle was always a multiverse. It was always a sh- sure, story. Sure. Maybe but, going back to the original yeah. novel, that's what they were doing.
0: But yeah, but, but Uber group of fear Schwab is the most dangerous man. And I just, before, you know, not, I mean, I've already been permanently banned from YouTube for interviewing doctors like uh, Malone and McCullough several times. Right. And uh, I think you saw, what was it? 24, 48 hours ago, Rochelle Walensky coming out and the gaslighting <laughs> has begun. Dr. Malone predicted this. Dr. McCullough predicted this. Well, uh CDC director Walensky or FDA or whatever the hell said, uh she goes, I think a lot of the public thought that the science was settled and that they thought they thought they thought science was definitive, and the reality is it's not black and white, it's gray, and that these <gasps> shots aren't perfect, and it's like, dude. Yeah, well, she's just being told. But 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 the point so that, the, the point is 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 you are seeing this sort of like dissolution of narratives. And I the reason I say all that is because people foam at the mouth when I had on those doctors. I know that there are people are going to be foaming at the mouth and saying you, you don't care about the people of Ukraine. Dude, you say, dude, that sucks. This shit sucks. It's terrible. No. War is it. never good. It sucks War in Africa. It sucks ever. in Iran. It sucks in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. It sucks to be a yep. homosexual it sucks in Yemen. Arabia. Where, where have you been in Syria, Yemen,
1: That's- Afghanistan, all of these places over the over line? The and then ask yourself who has been involved in fomenting these crises yeah. and who's been trying to clean them up. Yeah. And you know what you're going to find in every one of these places that we've been setting up, we've been we've been lighting the place on fire, and Putin's been trying to put it out.
0: Yeah, put so, the fires out. Back before I rudely interrupted you with Uber Group and fear, you're saying Schwab, the most dangerous man in the world,
1: the most dangerous man in the world because he is he is he has control of so many of these politicians after having effectively created uh, uh, put in place juntas and on almost every major um, uh, uh, Western government. It doesn't matter if we're talking about Spain or. Or or Germany or Portugal or Austria or Italy or the United States, Canada, New Zealand, um, Australia. All of these all of these countries are led by people who have have Schwab's hand up their ass, and have, and these and his demands are their policy. Now, other than Biden, who's a complete fungus, and it's really just and, and in our case, it's even worse because we've got Barack Obama actually running the show, and he's a willing participant because he hates America and he always has. And so Obama, the vandal, I think the best piece of pop art of the last 10 years is Obama with the Joker face, Um, you know, as as Heath Ledger from the dark Knight. I think it's the most perfect encapsulation of who he is. Um, When you, when you look, when you look at all of this, it's very clear that all of this is is, is, is forwarding Schwab's agenda of a great reset and to destroy the middle class in the West, to destroy the global economy in order to "quote unquote" build it back better along his techno faggot pedophilic line. I mean, this is what this is about. <laughs> it's really just yeah. My my friend El Becaro, on one of my one of my regulars on, on my on my my live streams, calls them TPEs, techno faggot pedophilic <laughs> elites. It's fucking hilarious, <laughs>
0: right? Faggot pedophilic so, elites. <laughs>
1: Like TPE. Yeah,
0: no, because you always hear techno fascist. I just no techno faggot. Let's just get it right. I just I just finished Leo Zagami's book, uh, Confessions of Illuminati, in Volume Seven yesterday. Right. My God, if it wasn't the most accurate breakdown of what's going on right now, but he always uses the term techno fascist. <laughs> I was
1: like, "Fucking techno fascist!" Right. Oh, Keep going. Uh, techno faggot. Techno faggot. <laughs> it's, it's all good. You can say whatever. So, you so, say whatever so you I know I'm not really supposed to say that uh, can, uh, yeah, in, in public because they'll probably Listen, get me, listen. You know.
0: If if people get upset about the word retard, it just means they're a faggot. That's how yeah. I... I grew up in South know. Park. Faggot was never derogatory yeah. towards gay people. I
1: know. South it's Park. like, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, I, when people say you're not allowed to use that word, I'm like, really? You telling me that I'm not allowed to use, use the word retarded is retarded. Yeah. And, you know, and then they get in this snit and I'm like, no, dude, it's your turn. Shut up. Go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what happens to me. I'm like, you, you, you play video games with your friends every Wednesday. I play board games with my friends. Yeah. And half of them are gay and half of them are, are, are millennial shit libs. And they just like, yeah. I'm like, shut up. Go. I,
0: I, yeah. I don't give a shit. I don't I care I don't
1: care. Yeah. I, I'm like, dude, you 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 haven't lived yet and you don't matter. Um this is what's going on. So I'm sorry. No, but are. um techno faggot schwab. So we have techno faggot schwab running around right now, and you can see what's happening day ten. are recording this on what day eleven of the, of the war, day ten, day March eleven 7th, of the war.
0: 2022.
1: Um, and um it's very clear that from the first 48 hours Ukraine should have surrendered. They have no navy they have no air force they have no they have no they have no coordinated anti-air um ground forces they don't have any Real uh, coordination between any of their forces—they're getting multiple, they're getting surrounded in multiple Russian cauldrons—and then the, the situation on the ground is literally dire. These people should surrender. They are being Zelensky is being told not to surrender, and then being being created into some great defender of Ukraine. Now, the, now ask yourself why they are not allowed to surrender, and it's very simple. It's the same reason that we never recognize Crimea. It's the same reason that we refuse to re- recognize South Ossetia or anything else, which is that these areas. These hotspots are left legally in limbo, so that it will allow us to then turn around and go. This is a war zone. We have every damn right to su- to supply support to anybody who wants to fight for the Ukrainian, um, for the for the Ukrainian uh, future of the Ukrainian state. If Ukraine surrenders, this is now a settled conflict mm. between governments. Now there may be pockets of fighting on the ground, but you know that's irrelevant to the reality. Is as far as international law is concerned, this is a civil conflict. They sign a they sign a ceasefire agreement. They sign they sign a surrender document in terms of surrender. That's it. It's over. And then we would be the ones fomenting, being the we would then be the aggressors if we keep pledging support to fund an insurgency in Ukraine. So it's very obvious that the goal here is, and that's what Zelensky's job is now, is to as the shipbag, you know, uh actor that he is, to rah-rah the troops for Ukraine around the world to get us to come in and try and get NATO to to get involved in this war and to never surrender. And we have the Biden administration, mostly through the Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, who by the way is a schwab acolyte all the way down the he line. Is? Uh, absolutely he is directly yeah he is so the whole the whole freaking cabinet is tom the whole freaking cabinet um yeah it's it's really bad look up what's the i i I linked to it this morning i got a i got a friend of mine i can find it in my twitter feed but there's a um it's it there's a there's a group that's two stages it's all one big internecine group of of uh of people, Whitney Webb just published a great article explaining how we're going about funding and, and building the, the new al-Qaeda that's going to fight from Poland mm-hmm. and do the same thing that al-Qaeda did in Syria, which is that they'll fight in Syria and then whenever they get any kind of resistance whatsoever, they can retreat back into Turkey, which no one can chase them back into Turkey because that would tr- trigger Article 5 of NATO. So they're going to use the NATO-non-NATO boundary as a means by which to keep these guys alive, constantly, you know, throw them you know, throw them stingers and javelins and whatever else they need in order to keep the fighting alive. And legally, in international law and at the UN, the whole thing bound down in a whole bunch of idiotic techno technobabble legalese. Again, techno-faggot, pedophilic elites. So this is the game that they're playing from a... You know, from a a legalistic standpoint, Putin, who has a Ph.D. in international law, understands all of this, which is why he keeps going to the table and saying these are our terms. You need to surrender. And if you don't surrender, there will not be a Ukrainian state in two weeks. There won't even be the opportunity for you people to surrender because we will just take the country and impose our will on it. Now, that will make Putin a pariah as far as international law is concerned it will make him a war criminal from in their eyes legally It will do all of these things but he will not care because he will be dictating the terms on the ground and he has the backing of everybody to the east of him who represent two-thirds of the population of the planet
0: Hmm.
1: in the process and this is where i've been this is now. How is he going to do this and not get deposed, overthrown, isolated? Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Now the big question is, how does he survive this? Yeah. Because I've been in- game planning this yeah. out with my partner internally wife, coup. Yeah, I mean that's. I, I, I don't that's even true. think. About, I, I don't think the internal coup is a big deal. I okay. think Putin has survived multiple assassination attempts against him. He has tamed all the domestic oligarchs that are still in country. Um, the or, the the anti-Russian um, NGO uh, led CIA backed. Uh, organizations within Russia have been destroyed. Remember, Putin's anti-NGO laws, his um, anti-fake news laws, and all this stuff were targeted explicitly to get rid of all of the uh, media outlets that are nothing but CIA and MI6 fronts. All that stuff has been destroyed. Okay, When you see these guys complaining bitterly about how Putin jails journalists, Putin jails CIA assets. He jails MI6 assets posing as journalists. I don't want anybody to kid you. Now, do real journalists get in the way? Get get caught up in the fray? Of course they do. Is he a is he a a, a, a a um an angel? Of course not. Is he fighting a war on multiple fronts against the most powerful people in the world? Yes. Unfortunately, you know this collateral damage, this friendly
0: fire. It happens. It's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, it's to and to 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 interrupt. And to, a lot of people sure. think that when 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 you when you make an argument like this. Mm-hmm. that you just you're writing off everything, all the, you know, all the collateral damage. And it's it's right. not, at, not, it's not at all. But I mean, I, I mean, I look at, you know, I just, I, I've had on several times now, Joe Kent, uh, who's running for Congress out of Washington State, former Green Beret, right. special forces, CIA sir, served several times, his wife, also special forces, I think, intelligence officer killed by a suicide bomber in 2019. He's the widower of, of two little boys. That guy, Who is? i mean he looks like a mix between jfk and superman i mean i'm straight but you look at him you're like jesus christ you know he looks like a superhero that guy who is as rah-rah america as you get came out on day one and said not our war hey guys i remember being jacked up about iraq not our war so when people say you're ignoring the collateral damage no, I'm not. I'm thinking about all the Delta Force, Navy Seals, Marines, Army guys, Air Force guys I've interviewed on this podcast. Most of whom are injured, all of whom have PTSD, several of whom have lost limbs, most of whom have lost friends in their arms. I'm going. That is what's going to happen. We had mm-hmm. we just got out from the Middle East. I don't like yep. Biden. I didn't vote for him, and it was a sloppy. It was a sloppy uh, uh, extraction. Yep. But at least it's over. We there's yep. no reason. So when I, when when. When I play devil's advocate, or apologize for Putin, or at least try to see where he's coming from, it's not that. Oh, you don't think of the men, women, and children? No, I am. I'm right. thinking of all the ones that I personally know. I'm 31. I would absolutely be drafted. I don't want any part of this shit. It's not our war. Sorry. Back to what you're saying. No,
1: you're no, no. You're absolutely right. And I'm going to take you take take it one step further. The people in Ukraine are also being treated. With as much respect as possible, as a war zone could be. Look, it's either 140 million dead Russians because we allow Victoria Newland and Hillary Clinton and all these people to put nuclear weapons on the border between the Ukraine, the eastern border of Ukraine and and Russia, with a time of flight of three to five minutes to Moscow, which means 140 million dead Russians, or it's not 140 million dead Russians, and it's a few thousand dead Ukrainians. To and. While doing that, we also empower all the Ukrainian Nazis who we have given this power to and all these weapons to billions and billions of dollars in weapons to then persecute who hate ethnic Russians to persecute and slaughter ethnic Russians. Literal Nazis. Like literal freaking Nazis. I say this all the time, like, hey shit libs. If you guys are so happy (laughs) to punch a Nazi about wanting to go and fight for Ukraine, you can personally sign up for the um, sign up for nato and go or just go run over there yourself and go shake hands with an actual nazi and while you're there you get to try and punch them in the face you've been telling this for years there's just a punch a nazi well you guys can go shake hands with them and fight with them yeah. or, or you could shut your fucking virtue signaling pie holes and let the grown-ups speak yeah who actually understand what's going on here this is the last thing putin wanted He did not, under any circumstances, want to do this. He was goaded into this by Schwab and all of his hangers-on, who gave him no uh, other options. Blinken has been the worst Secretary of State of all time, or he's been the best Secretary of State of all time because he has done exactly what he's been told from the moment he took the job. Within two weeks of taking the job, he went to Anchorage. Walked into a, a high-level meeting with the Chinese and opened his and opened up with insulting them over the Uyghurs, and you know basically stopping the talks dead cold. Now, do you think that was done? Do you think that was an accident, or do you think that was intentional? My take on this being foreign policy, geopolitical guy. I'm looking at this going, I see nothing but intentionally bad diplomatic overtures towards both Russia and China since the day Joe Biden was inaugurated. These people started on day two with bad diplomacy. And since then they've done, they've not even engaged in diplomacy. It's been a cartoon of diplomacy. These are our demands. If you don't like them, we're going to insult you. We're going to tell you, no, you don't have any rights. You don't have any, we're not going to listen to anything you have to say. And the Russians finally just said, yeah, well, this is where we are. Fine. Here are our list of demands. We put them in writing. We published them to the rest of the world, did that back in December, knowing full well that by February they would have to invade Ukraine because the Americans were never going to sign off on them. Now, the people that were put in the middle of this were the European Union. If This war was going to be averted. It was going to be averted by the rest of NATO saying no to this, and the Germans caved because the Germans work for Klaus Schwab, and Klaus Schwab wants the war in order to, to to continue his great reset. Now that COVID is over, and they've got a they've got a they've got a pivot off of destroying the oil markets, the food markets, and everything else in order. And they're going to use the excuse of the war with Russia to do this. This is a very dangerous game because the Russians have financial nuclear weapons that they can launch at us in ways that will collapse the capital markets so quickly that it will then also collapse all of the Schwab-backed governments across Europe. And if that happens between now and the midterms, if we lose like the German coalition, if we lose you know, Spain or or Macron loses in France, or um, and Viktor Orbán wins again in Hungary. Yada yada yada. If these things occur, right before while they while this is going on between now and the midterms here in the United States, when presumably the Republicans will take control of Congress and Biden is effectively de- de- uh, unseated as president, because if the Republicans take control of Congress with a sixty or seventy seat majority, which is very likely at this point you can bet that joe biden will be impeached that Kamala harris will be indicted and pelosi will no longer be speaker and whoever becomes whoever is elected speaker of the house will be will become the new president i can almost guarantee you that we're looking at that kind of scenario come early 2023 do you, you understand you, you you actually you
0: and hey this is i, this, I, I, I can was,
1: see, i can see this coming because i don't because i believe that by the time we get to the midterms okay and the reason i believe this is then I have to start looking back at what I'm seeing in U.S. power system, uh, power structure. I don't see unanimity in the U.S. power structure, right? I don't see. I see a junta at the top, in very Swabian fashion. All we have to do is decapitate the country, and then we can, you know, enforce our rules around uh, uh, onto the rest of uh, of the country. It doesn't really work. It works that way well in Europe, but it doesn't work very well that way in the United States because we're too decentralized. Right, Florida governor, for example, has almost as much power to impose domestic policy as the as the American president does. Right? So
0: does the Texas governor. So does the California governor. Shout out Founding Fathers. Was that? <laughs> I said shout out Founding Fathers. Yeah, exactly. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so
1: now let's start. This has been my thesis Tom, for the last seven, eight months now. I've been watching this go on now for a while, and I've, I've said this yeah. in multiple places, the- which is that.
0: The, sorry, okay, the, the, the the reason the reason I, I asked if you think that so I'm, I mean I am conservative. I did vote for Trump. I would love to see that happen. I just have to, as with all things, I try to do on this podcast by mm-hmm. playing, seeing both sides. Right? Vol- Absolutely. Voltaire said, "The sign of an intelligent man is he who can entertain an idea without necessarily believing it." I just Dang. look at like the the five years I was laughing at like my liberal friends who are like any day now Trump's behind bars so I have to pause and see myself and go is that what I'm now going Biden's going no to jail. no, no. I,
1: I, I I I here's the gig
0: yeah um do
1: I believe that the Republicans are a bunch of uh, of compromised shitbags. Absolutely. Yeah. Do I trust Mitch McConnell as far as I could throw him? Absolutely not. Do I trust McCarthy or Marco Rubio or Lindsey Graham or any of these people who are all in on this Ukraine thing? Yeah. Absolutely no. Their their goal has been to present the opposition face on domestic policy, but then you know go oh no 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 we have to do whatever whatever they want on foreign policy, and 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 everybody becomes a a raging freaking neocon the minute there's anything happening overseas that. Uh, we want to have happen, right? You know, if it's good for the empire, then it's good for the Republicans when it comes to that. They always do this. But this primary season is going to be very interesting, is to see how many um, Trumpian-style people wind up taking all of these House seats where you see all of these old fucking boomers these geriatrics, these octogenarians are all stepping aside. There's a tremendous changing of the guard that's happening. This with the next Congress, a lot of very powerful people will be gone. OK, and if they're replaced, a la 2010 with a bunch of Tea Party guys. Then we're going to have a much different dynamic in Congress going forward. And that means that the Republican Party is no way under McConnell and, and McCarthy, are they going to be able to whip people in the line? over really dumb ideas now let's take this one step further the pivotal institution right now in the entire world is the federal reserve okay and it always is right well yeah yeah but i want to throw a couple of things out actually the other day jerome powell made it abundantly clear at his senate testimony that he was one against removing russia from swift Two, against seizing the assets of the Russian Central Bank. Three, all of these sanctions are really dumb and counterproductive because they're going to boomerang back on us. He said all that. He also said he was, quote, not consulted by the Biden administration at all on any of this. They just went ahead and did it unilaterally. Without consulting the most powerful man in the world when it comes to financial markets. Now, why would they not consult him? Why would they also have spent the last six months Delaying his confirmation for a second term because they don't want Powell as FOMC chair, but they don't have any way of getting rid of him because politically there's no there's no way to put anybody else in the chair. Okay, why is that? Who's blocking that? Because they're because Obama's preferred choice is Lyle Brainer, who's um, the most ridiculous cartoon of a fucking MMT shitbag. Fucking Tommy retard. Okay. I mean, I'm just like laying it out there. She's the fucking worst thing you could possibly imagine. She believes in mon- modern monetary theory. She believes in UBI. She believes in central bank digital currency. She believes in all of it. She's absolutely Schwabian to the T. She's, you know, all in on the fourth industrial revolution and the whole nine. Months. And worse than that, she's as much as she's as big a freaking political social climbing animals you can ask for she makes pelosi look like uh, you know she makes pelosi look like a quaker
0: jesus
1: i mean she's one of the most she's she's one half of one of the most powerful political couples in washington right now she's the one that leaked all the insider trade trading stuff okay about the federal reserve mm-hmm. governors who all got fired she's also the one who signed off on all the compliance the trades because she's the compliance officer as the head of the committee that signs off on all the trades so three years ago, she signed off on
0: all the trades. Then she leaked it all the freaking Buzzfeed. She's got got that Himmler energy, right? Oh so, Jesus! So support Jesus. support the Fuhrer, but also constantly, how can I replace him? How can I get to spot? Now, now,
1: I'm a little bit in the weeds here, but let's. No, let's, I don't give a shit, dude. Let's, let's, If we don't let's if we
0: end up, if we don't, if this ultimately doesn't end up with. Area 51 and nanobots <laughs> and the coming <laughs> no, of the... No, I'm NH- not, I, I, won't
1: go, I won't go there. Well, the, so, I, I will put this, this eventually.
0: So I'm just telling okay, you there are, weeds. If you there are go no there, weeds. there, we'll go there. there are no I, I'll weeds. I'll just shut I just, up at that point. I just want case. you to know there are no weeds. That's what I mean. Yeah.
1: Um. My, my, my point being is that if you look at the situation, the Fed has never been under this kind of political pressure before. People like Daniel D. Martino Booth, former uh, assistant to uh, Fed Governor Richard Fisher, has said this openly. I, I interviewed Dave Collum on my podcast where he relayed to me the um, the that he was at the dinner when she got the note. She got the phone call from somebody at the Fed about what was happening. OK, and she's like, oh, my God, they're going after Powell and they're going after the Fed board like so let's this is real powell's still there powell's gonna raise rates in in, in 10 days or seven days seven eight nine days was what, the seventh now so March 7th. a little over a week right so 25 basis points he also said that the other day the one and if the fed so going back to the uh, why is Brainerd not fomc chair because there's no way to get her through congress You can't get her through the Senate. You can't get 50 votes, 51 votes in the Senate in order to get her through. 50 votes in the Senate plus Kamala Harris to get her through. A confirmation hearing. You can get maybe 35. Okay? Now, why is that? That's because Wall Street's sitting there going, no. Because who controls the Federal Reserve? The, the New York Fed.
0: Well, the, the New York
1: Fed is the most powerful of the twelve Federal, yeah, federal Reserve banks. the
0: original. Banks. Whoever headed up in New York would be. That, right? They used to be the head of it all. Right. That,
1: yeah, Back that the is day. the most powerful of the of the Federal Reserve banks. Yeah. Who are the shareholders of the Federal Reserve?
0: All the big private. All banks. the major
1: U.S. Fed, all the major New York uh, New York banks: J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, blah Bank, blah yeah. blah blah. So now, ask yourself, how how? So now, ask yourself: Is Wall Street pro or or anti Bitcoin? Pro. They're They've pro, been very pro Bitcoin. They're, they're like they're putting pro billions and billions of dollars into it. It's just it's what it is. They're pro who's Bitcoin. anti-Bitcoin? Janet Yellen, Gary Gensler, the Biden administration, Obama, Canadian
0: Schwab,
1: Christine Lagarde at the ZCB, Can, Canadian Parliament, right? Canadian Parliament, right? Okay. So now let's go let's go one step further. Yeah. So if it's Wall Street that doesn't want Brainerd, that means they don't want Obama. Okay. They actually don't want Biden. And Interesting. I can. I've got it. Even. I've got it. Even. I've got even more data than this. Okay. I just. I'm going to try and keep this short. I've. I've written about this to the nth degree. I've done multiple podcasts on it. Um. I could be here for three hours trying don't, to lay out the entire argument. Don't keep it because short, don't, dude.
0: Let it. Let it fly. Let it. Well, fly. I mean,
1: the, the this started when Powell raised the um the when back in June of last year, uh, when Powell raised the reverse repo. Payout rate from zero to, percent to five basis points, and that drained all of the money, all of the money that, that the Treasury was about to spend, which was which was going to ignite inflation, and inflation would have been worse otherwise. That actually drained uh, like one point two trillion dollars in base money from the from from the euro dollar markets around the world. Since then, the euro dollar markets have been ready have been steadily careening towards you know a complete uh, meltdown. Jeff Snyder over at Lumber Partners has been banging his. Uh, Shoe on the table like cruise ship about this for nine months now. Yet, yet, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah example, exactly. No, and um, that was a, it, it. Was a very important moment because it was a, it was stealth tightening. It was. The Fed already started raising interest rates. They already started tightening. But the political environment in on on Capitol Hill would not allow them to actually admit that inflation was real and structural or start, you know, prepping the markets that they need to raise interest rates. The situation on Capitol Hill was: where are they going to get the infrastructure bill passed? Where are they going to get build back better passed? Where are they going to Remember, Pelosi was tying everything, all these votes to the raising the debt ceiling because it was the dumbest thing imaginable and it made no sense. They could have they had the power to to individually pass everything, but they wanted to pass it all at once. There was a reason for that because they actually couldn't pass everything all at once. So she had to tie everything together. Why? Because Wall Street was off the friggin reservation because they understood that if all of this stuff had passed. The Fed would have been forced to now monetize another $6.5 trillion of debt over the course of the next three to five years because all the spending in Build Back Better was front-loaded as the as, the, as the, the the CBO report came out. And watch my mansion kept coming out and saying, we have to wait for the CBO report on this. I will wait. Could I you, will wait. I will wait.
0: Could you tell, tell me what, what that means,
1: front-loading? Uh, front-loading means all the spending was up front. So it was a 10-year, it was a 10-year spending bill, but 75 or 80% of the spending was in the first three to five years. Got it. Okay. So they, you know, and then there's a very little extra spending over the, la- over the last part of it. So, and they kept saying it's revenue neutral, it's a paid for, blah, 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 blah. It's not nonsense. The CBO came out and said it's going to cost $6.5 trillion. And they knew this. They just lied to our faces about all of this. So, um... If you watch the political situation, they kept trying to get this through. Manchin and kirsten Cinema of Arizona kept saying no. They kept watering down the taxes. They kept watering the bills down. They kept trying to get the spending down because what they were trying to do is impose and undermine all of this fiscal spending because the Fed can't control what Congress does. You know, we Austrians and libertarians and gold guys, we all like to focus on the Fed's printing all this money and they're handing all these, these, these trillions of dollars to the bank. That's the monetary side. But there's the fiscal side where... The Fed has to deal with all of Congress's spending. We already spend through uh, entitlements and uh, and just and basic uh, and defense. We already spend all the tax receipts we get on a regular basis. Everything else is deficit spending. Okay, so now what's Powell trying to do? He's trying to run out the clock, knowing full well that inflation is going to happen and start showing up at the end of the year. The economy is going to start improving as COVID recedes. Right, and the economy starts roaring back. The economic statistics will start to show that we don't need build back better. Mm-hmm. That we're not on the verge of a complete economic meltdown, which will give him the political cover to start talking about we need to we need to pull off we need to pull off QE. We need to start raising rates. We need to start doing all this stuff. At the same time, he's due to be re upped as, uh, as Fed chairman. If he wasn't due to be re upped as Fed chairman, he would have already raised rates. uh because it wouldn't have mattered because he was already ensconced for another four years. Mm-hmm. So they were using his um, uh, re-up, yeah, his reappointment, and the political situation. All this was timing. All this timing was all, this was all supposed to be played out by October. Bill Back Better was supposed to be passed, which would neuter Powell, then they could do, the, do everything. But the political opposition to this agenda hardened between like August and October. And Pelosi found herself desperately trying to just push everything through and maybe she could, you know, force, you know, and, and then she was just trying to play stupid games like, well, we're going to pass the bill and we're going to force the, the Senate to vote, force the Republicans to vote against it or force these people to vote against it and hoping that that would shame them into something. I'm not really sure.
0: Trying to shame the shameless people. Yeah, trying to shame shameless people. That doesn't, work. Should know doesn't work in Congress.
1: But, no, it doesn't. So once Build Back Better failed, Once once Biden met with Brainerd and Powell and came out of that meeting saying, okay, well, Biden gets to be, or or Powell gets to be chair and Brainerd gets to be vice chair. Notice Brainerd hasn't been confirmed as as vice chair yet either. Oh, by the way, um, the reason, so once that happened, that was your signal that Powell was now has won the political battle on Capitol Hill. Wall Street's come in, told Biden what, what the deal is, which is Powell's our guy. We chose him under Trump to start this process because we didn't buy into the shit under Trump. We didn't want this. We didn't want we because understand that what Klaus Schwab wants is the destruction of the commercial banking system to roll the entire commercial banking system up and give all the power to the central banks. Do away with the two tiered. Monetary transmission system: Central banks issue to the commercial banks, who then issue the money to us. They want us just collapse that, so that we go directly to the Federal Reserve or the ECB, and they can decide. And they can decide with the social credit system whether or not we get the ha- we get the have a loan, buy a pizza, you know, buy a gun, whatever. All right, that's their goal. Wall Street said no. And if you know the man on Wall Street, and you know who Jerome Powell always worked for then you always knew that this was what was going to happen. You also know Trump didn't like Powell because Trump is a shitbag fucking mercantilist who believes in a weak currency and high protection tariffs. So he and Powell were always at odds because Trump was trying to spend us into um, into a new golden age by rightly cutting taxes and regulations and all the things he did right, but all the bad stuff of all the deficit spending. Whereas what we needed to do was classic, Austrian style austerity. You cut taxes, you cut regulation, and you cut spending at the same time. What we always wind up with is we raise taxes, which is what the IMF and, you know, all those guys always say, we have to raise taxes, we have to raise this, bullshit. And then and cut and 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 cut government spending, to cut GDP, and it's all terrible. It's like it's the most, it's the worst thing you could actually ever ask for. So Powell was actually trying through monetary policy to pull back. But without the political will on Capitol Hill to get that done, now you ask yourself the question: was COVID just another way of extending the Fed from you know forcing the Fed to monetize again? Because once once Powell took over, he was trying to do the exact thing. He was raised interest rates far faster than the market was happy with. that you know, many people were happy with. They were screaming in in Brussels. They were screaming on on the White on Capitol Hill. They were screaming everywhere. they were screaming on MSNBC. Yada yada yada. CNBC was screaming about it. Kramer was screaming about it. But reason the reason being, Powell is there. He's a private equity guy. He he represents the banks. He doesn't represent like Janet Yellen represents the ivory tower intellectuals who write all these unreadable white papers which tell us, you know, how they're going to enslave us tomorrow, all right? She works for them. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Gensler at the SEC works for them, okay? So from my perspective, it's been very obvious to me for a long, long time that Jerome Powell and the banks have been off the Davos train, the Schwab train of we, this is how we're going to go forward. No, no. We're not doing this. And so if that's the case, then you have a very interesting situation here.
0: Yes. Going all the way back to Ukraine. If the whole world's not in lockstep, because right, that's when it right, because that's um, what it seemed like in 2020. Right. It seemed like the election was stolen. It seems like COVID's coming out. There's mass censorships. We're all at yeah. the vaccines. It did seem you're like, oh, so this is the end of history. But now any time you have Anytime you have competition, shout out capitalism, be it between you and I with podcasts or between the movers and shakers of quadrillion dollars of, of capital, That's right. we get something better. And this is what I do every episode is I'm going to go piss because I have a bladder of, a, of, a, of an infant. And uh, you're going to monologue for 30 seconds and tell everyone where to find you.
1: All right. So what I'm, going to tell you, what I'm going to tell you all now is here's the money shot. The money shot here is that you've got the Fed on one side draining the world of of dollars, international dollars. You've got the Russian army on the other side creating reality on the ground that Russia gets to be an empire again because they get to control Ukraine. And in the middle is the European Union and they don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. Meaning that when the, that, The financial markets are the next stage of the war. The Russians have already, as of day 10, uh, effectively established on the ground military control over Ukraine, as I said at the outset. What happens now is will Putin unleash the financial weapons that he has at his disposal to destroy and break down the European capital markets in such a way that it forces political revolt in a place where people are already out there angry about what's been going on now you know that the um, the situation in Europe is has been tenuous for months because there's been hundreds of thousands of people out in the street protesting against vaccine passports and green passes and all this stuff. And then what happened three weeks ago, two and three weeks ago, as COVID started to recede and we started to ramp up to the war, they started, oh, no, we're going to back off on the the vaccine passes. We're going to back off on, you know, taking your life away from you. But other than Mario Draghi's Italy, where they're going to say, they still say the unvaccinated are not part of our society because that guy needs to be dragged out by his hair and beaten to death until his dentures fall out, motherfucker. Um, So... I'm Italian. I'm sorry. He's destroying my homeland. Are, man,
0: I don't give a shit. Yeah, he's, he's he's
1: destroying my homeland. I, I'm I'm done. Give him the so, treatment.
0: I don't give a shit.
1: So the the so when you think about it, they're trying to desperately to dissipate that anger against them over COVID restriction passes and all of this stuff, and now shift that anger. Directly the onto yeah. the Russians yeah. in order to say the Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. The Russians aren't coming. They're going to take the parts of Ukraine that are necessary, that are important to them, and then everything else doesn't really matter at that point. Yeah. The
0: COVID- and then they're going
1: to force new, they're going to force a new negotiation. Yeah. In the meantime, you've destabilized the capital markets in Europe to the point where look, we're going to be fine here in the United- we're not going to be fine here in the United States. You'll note what's happening. Biden is making every move imaginable to try and impose costs on us. Here at home, in support of what Schwab is doing to the people in Europe, he's doing exactly the same stuff. Trying to cut off Russian gas, Russian oil. Now he's talking about going to uh, meeting with Maduro and Venezuela to get Venezuelan oil back to the Gulf refineries. He's talking about you know fast tracking uh, a new JCPOA to bring Iranian oil online so that they can then force they can then try and take Russia's four and a half million barrels a day of exports off the market. Why and not give it just, back to other
0: people. Why not just turn on the ones that you shut down here?
1: Well, in some respects, you can't because we have refineries here in the United States. This is a, some, a lot of people don't understand this part of the oil market. Oil is not just oil, mm-hmm. right? There are lots of different grades of oil. There's lots of different, there's oil of all sorts, of all d- types. Crude shale brand. Okay, no, well, well, I mean, crude oil comes in many forms. It comes everything from very ultra light sweet stuff that we get out of, of, uh, of fracking produces a very light oil, okay? And has a lot of low, I'm a, I'm a chemist and I've actually worked in the oil industry a little bit. I can explain this in very kind of broad basic terms. You know, um, oil is, you know, they're nothing, these, these hydrocarbons are straight chain hydrocarbons. So simple alkanes from, you know, C3 to C5 to C8 to C12 to C20, right? Where it's a straight carbon chain with a whole bunch of hydrogens on very simple. If you've taken any high school chemistry, Again, you know what I'm talking about.
0: Chemistry was my favorite class of dollars. Right.
1: So, you know, methane, ethane, propane, butane, yeah. C1, C2, C3, C4. Light crude produces a lot of, is is heavily weighted towards the low-end stuff. So it's good for making gasoline. It's good for making JP4 jet fuel. Fuel. It's good for making, you know, even somewhat somewhat making diesel fuel. Eh, not really. It's really better for making you know, and, pre-cur- and organic precursors for things like, you know, Plastics. isopropanol and ethylene diamine and all these things that we, because they're sh- short straight-chain hydrocarbons. There's a high percentage of them. You don't have to crack them. They're right there. All you got to do is fractionally distill them and, you know, get the ones you want. On the other side is heavy sour crude. And now sweet and sour just means it is acidic versus basic. Sweet crude is basic. Sour crude is acidic because acids taste mm-hmm. sour and to stay sweet so heavy sour crude is more heavily um, you know the higher percentage of the higher um straight chain hydrocarbons. so all the waxes so c10 through c25 guess what more btus per gallon and per barrel in heavy crude versus light crude because a lot more energy stored in the bonds yeah and dodecane as opposed to methane you can look all this stuff up. It's not hard. I'm not bullshitting you. Go get yourself a CRC manual. You'll see what I'm talking about. So um, the Russians produce medium and heavy sour. Your Russian Urals Grade is medium and heavy sour crude. Okay. The Venezuelans, all the all of our, 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 our Gulf Coast refineries were built by Sitco to refine. The sludge, the ultra-heavy stuff that Venezuela produces that practically has to be heated to get it out of the ground, it's so heavy. Their refineries are all designed to crack that stuff. Mm. They can't crack Got it. light sweet. You can't fill those refineries with light sweet crude. They have to get medium-sour, medium-heavy crude. They have to get medium or heavy crude. So, so when Trump took Venezuelan oil off the market, I, I literally, I said, and that means that they're going to be buying, It means we're, we're going to be buying Russian Urals grade, right? And two weeks later, big article on Zero Hedge. Oh, huh, this is funny. The Americans are now buying hundreds of thousands of barrels of, 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 uh, of Russian Urals grade per day to fill the Gulf Coast refineries, which I already knew because I understand basics of the oil market here in the United States, Okay. So there's nobody else that can really supply that oil other than the Russians. The the Iranians can, do. they have some medium, some of the medium sour stuff. They mostly produce light sweet over in the Middle East, which is why it's, and it's, and a lot of refineries around the world are designed, you know, are, 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 uh, are tuned to that. The Russian refineries aren't, they're tuned to the stuff that they produce. So that's why the Russians, you know, have. Tons of diesel fuel and you know and all the rest of it. So, so not, and
0: not as simple as okay. so It's not, not
1: as simple as oil was oil. Got it. Okay. So, and, so most, qu- and most people in Congress have no idea about any of stuff. Qu- the medium sours the the really heavy there's really heavy tar sand stuff up in Canada. But mm-hmm. but Obama oh Biden killed that with the killing the the Keystone XL pipeline. That's why that was so important.
0: Question. What so did as, as someone who you know I've, I've and people right. always say you know I'm, I'm one thing or the other. I've voted. 2008 I voted for Obama because I was 18. 2012 I voted for Romney because I was pre-med and didn't want Obamacare. 2016 I voted for Bernie in the primaries because I lost a brother to suicide 2 years prior and thought we all needed mental health care. 2020 I voted for Trump. So I'm all over I've all over the place. So my mind's very malleable and plastic right. this. So that's I think why I can play devil's advocate is because I actually am trying Fair to enough. see all that I'll be saying. So was the energy independence that you hear people parroting about Trump was that real or was that illusory?
1: Um, it wasn't illusory. It was real from a net inflow-outflow basis, meaning if you totaled up all the crude oil, no. If you just looked at crude oil, no, we were still importing crude oil. Okay. But were we exporting end, you know, end products? taking that crude oil in importing more than we were producing and then converting it and then cracking it and turning it into organic precursors and all the other stuff and shipping it off around the world. No, we were actually producing more than we were, we were consuming, but a lot of what we were producing, we can't use.
0: Mm. Okay. got it.
1: That's the problem. Now, so a lot of our oil market is actually designed towards exports because of this, you know, and, And another thing to think about as well is that the East Coast refineries are all tuned, and the supply chains there are all tuned around Brent, around getting oil light sweet off of the North Sea because it's the it's the cheapest way to get that oil. We don't have pipelines that send the send the light sweet from the back end or from the Permian all the way up to New Jersey to be refined there. We just buy it from the Brits, you know, and the Scots off the off the the North Slope or the North Sea, and they ship it across the the, the very so it's an easier ship. It's yeah. just cheaper that way. Yeah. So a lot of so this is why we never, you know, in certain parts of the country got the got the dividend of the the, the shale revolution here in the U.S., where we were seeing sub two dollar gasoline, and other areas of the country we were still seeing two, you know, we we're still seeing the price you know thirty percent higher because Brent trades at a premium to the West Texas Intermediate has for years because the international because Brent is kind of the standard for international. Uh, that which which 85% of the world's oil is priced as a premium or discount to Brent crude. So whatever you're seeing Brent crude trade for, and it's usually, well, right now it's about a $2 difference, but it, it varies anywhere from, you know, nothing to plus 10. So, and then beyond that, you know, everybody else's oil then trades at, you know, a positive or negative to Brent. But the oil futures that sets the price on ICE and on the COMEX are traded, you know, that trades Brent, uh, Brent Crude Futures and everybody then, you know, negotiates private contracts based on that price. Um, there's also the Shanghai contract uh, for oil, and that's the only medium-sour contract, futures con- contract in the world, okay, which is a big deal. So the SGE oil contract out there actually can coordinate for a, a medium-sour grade, so basically Russian-neurals grade and other, you know, other... And other grapes. There's a lot of other places that produce medium sour, but the Russians are the ones that produce the most of it. it. Okay, and um, so
0: so that's important from that perspective. To, to now to wind back before my 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 piss break. So talking about competition's good. Now we have Wall Street versus the Klaus Schwabian locksteps. Yes. Where do we go from there before my bladder so rudely interrupted us?
1: Sure. Uh, so what I was saying, what well, you got? We're going I'll repeat a little bit just so you hear it, which is the following. If the Fed is off the is off the reservation, then the Fed becomes a, bec- the Fed and the Russians then will create a pincer move uh, against from two different directions against Schwab's desire for a great reset. Because the Fed and if we have a shift in Congress that will support the Fed going hawkish hmm. and allowing them to raise rates, and we can get some fiscal sanity here in the United States, meaning we just shut down new spending, at least you know let the Fed raise rates a couple uh, you know even you know, even a basis point, you know, not a basis point, even a full percent. Yeah, that's going to add another $300 billion worth of debt repayment onto the budget, but $300 billion we can deal with. We can certainly find $300 billion worth of spending to get rid of. We could easily start to signal, if we have a Congress, this is my argument. And again, I was the first one that, that I saw to say this, but now everybody's beginning to see what I'm, I'm beginning to see. I'm beginning to see this idea leak itself into the into the financial zeitgeist which is that we do have the opportunity here since we're going to be in a stagflationary environment going forward that the fed has the room to raise rates and then for congress and for the political class to win for candidates to come out of the woodwork now and win with the opposite message than we've been de- we've been dealing with with the democrats which is we don't have to spend our way into oblivion We are not rich anymore. We are actually quite poor given the three years of COVID and war and everything else. Now it's time to tighten our belts. Now it's time to get serious about reforming social security and Medicare. Now it's time to do all these things. And the markets are desperate, desperate to hear that language out of American um, politicians. And so we will get quite the dividend. If that is what emerges as the dominant political theme from here to 2024.
0: Okay.
1: Meaning, we have a replay of the late 1970s of Volcker raising rates into an inflationary, stagflationary environment, and stagflation being an inflationary depression, as opposed to a deflationary depression like the Great Depression. And a Reagan like character going, We're going to s- tighten our belts. We're going to reorganize everything. We're going to cut spending and we're going to lower taxes and we're going to make and we're going to truly make America great again. Okay. That's the difference. Trump is not that guy. He doesn't believe in that. He's a shitbag property developer from Queens who believes that debt is good. Okay. It's his imprinting. You can't get around it. He needs it. Trump needs to go away. Okay. I love Trump for other reasons. I voted for him twice. And I'm, I'm a fan of many of a lot of the work that he did as president. But I am also, like you said about Voltaire, I am also willing to criticize him about the things that he did badly yeah. and praise him for the things that he did well. Yeah. And I can see him as a complicated figure, and I, it's not a basic, you know, orange man bad, orange man good yeah. scenario. Yeah, it's, it's just not,
0: not. He's not on one hand. He's not a Hitler. And neither one. is Putin. Yeah. On one hand he's not Hitler, on the other hand, he's not the savior of Western civilization. He's not Orange Jesus. Yeah, he's he's a he's a guy that has his up. But so with this then, how come we didn't see how come we didn't see the Fed and 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 the New York and the New York banks diverging from Schwab earlier if they're against and then I would imagine in my because they didn't have
1: because they didn't have the well they were, remember. I think they were end you run. Think they were with always COVID. against it. I think they were. I, th- I think from the moment they 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 put Powell in place, the more I think about it, the more I realize I, I've been going over the last four years um, since Powell came into and came in and started accelerating um, uh, interest rate hikes after Yellen, and then all of the clashes he had with Trump. I think, I I I think that they were already there but you know this was going to be a nasty fight this is gonna be a nasty fight and then you have the political and then you have the the the, you have the junta on capitol hill forcing you know and then covid which just you know they rolled over they had to roll over what were they going to do like the whole world the world would they forced us with covid and they forced the fed and everybody in covid that it was either the americans step up and print you know, trillions of freaking dollars to liquefy the markets or everything collapses. Yeah. And that would have collapsed wall street. So, you know, it's again, this is, this is a very complicated thing. You're trying to, you're trying to to get yourself out of a multi-layered Chinese finger trap. Yeah. Best way to look at it. And I, you know, okay, I got, I've gotten past the first lock, but I've got three more to get past. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, It's, you know, it it's ma- it's a Rubik's cube. It's an enigma wrapped in, in, a, a,
0: in, a, in a, a mystery Fucking under- whatever right. Churchill said. It, but right. it's it, it makes me think again. Tim Dillon, he goes. Everyone that thinks that Putin's going to launch nuclear weapons, he goes. No he one. Has, he, he goes. He goes. Listen. He goes. Putin has palaces. He's got yachts. He eats caviar to some horse pussy. He doesn't want this game over. He goes nuclear war. Nobody wins. We don't. We don't get to walk. You know. Everybody likes no war. one wins. Nuclear war. Hey man all your all your epstein islands all your uh, all your coke parties in new york penthouses you don't get that anymore when you're in Nora at a cold dark bunker so, so what i'm ugh. thinking about banks is they're looking at the great reset and there's a bunch of wolf of wall street types going oh, what's this commie shit
1: yeah mm-hmm. no i i or absolutely we're going to turn. I, I'm just like I've I've like laid this out for people on multiple podcasts and go. So I want you to tell me with a straight face: Did you believe that Jamie Dimon, yeah. the CEO <laughs> Lloyd of JP Blank Morgan, <laughs> is sitting back going, "Yeah, I think it's okay that I turned my I turned my father, I turned I turned the world's most powerful bank over to a bunch of
0: fucking shitbag German eugenicists"? Yeah, you think? that's
1: Greek for fuck's sake.
0: Yeah. Like that's not happening. You think Lloyd Blankfein's really like? You know what? It is for the better. No. Well, you want to flee the Bentley. It's just dumb. It's, it's like human it's dumb. Nature. I, and,
1: and the funny, the funny thing is, is that the more I thought about this, I, I was chatting with my people I, I, as I was putting this thing together, right, back in June of last year. I remember sitting there, like writing that out on my – I have a private Slack server for my patrons. So we have a private discussion group, and I, I wrote this out. I said, "Does anybody here really think Jamie Dimon is going to turn, you know, turn, turn JP Morgan over to a bunch of German eugenicists? And one of my one of my patrons at the time was a you know hedge fund manager and has tussled with every one of these people. He shall remain nameless. You know, had his life ruined by these people. He's like, "Oh, I know Dimon, and I know that that is exactly not going to happen." I'm like, yeah. "None of these guys are." Yeah. I mean absolutely there's no way in hell that Schwab is going to be allowed to pull this off. Yeah. They may have been all, they may have gone along with the early part of this thinking that this was the way they were going to get out of it, but they were never going to get that but once Schwab like told everybody what the actual plan was they were all like, "Oh no, fuck no, dude, no way." They're like, like, "We'll get rid of Trump together, but after that, you're you're on your own, dude." Like, yeah, you know,
0: yeah, it's, yeah, no, yeah, you know, like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, no, it's man. Like what they, you said no. about oil, right? It's it's not as simple as oil on, oil yeah. off. It's a very complex system, and, and the
1: central banks are not, and the central banks have been a cartel,
0: yeah, since two thousand eight, because they've had to be, yeah,
1: and but it's been the Federal Reserve allowing that to happen. The Federal Reserve has been in control. Has been controlled by Davos-backed ivory tower intellectuals since Ben Bernanke took over, and then it was Bernanke, and then it was Yellen, and then Powell took over. Things started to change under Powell, and the 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 the, the this is the thing to think about is this shit advanced from a technocratic perspective at most up until the day Powell took over. And then the Fed started to change policy, but Washington was still on autopilot. The plan was still happening. Also, never forget that this whole plan of the Great Reset was supposed to happen in 2030 or even 2050. It was never supposed to happen in 2020. But the situation is so fucking dire from a fil- from a, from a financial standpoint. The numbers are so fucking terrible that the system was going to collapse on them anyway. They had to pull. They had to. They had to pull the the the. The the, the ripcord now and try it.
0: They had to and the bar yeah, was out of time the bar was closing 2 hours earlier so the guy exactly. had the guy had to pop the line sooner than later he's like hey you want to go my, back to my place he was planning on a couple more hours yeah, of drinking like, and schmoozing they, he had they, to they, oh,
1: yeah or the the best way to put it is he re, they reached for the boob way too early way on way
0: too line. early on <laughs> that's my that's my one of my favorite conspiracies though is um, and it's not necessarily Trump it's i know there are a lot of people that think that he is the qAnon master and is ruling the world Oh, no, 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 no. What I do like, though, is I do like the idea of like what warp speed actually means is it was uh we are now at warp speed uh removing the veil from their plans because McCullough and Malone both said that, too. They go, I think they wanted to, to reach for the boob. I think they wanted to do the covid thing around like twenty twenty nine, twenty thirty. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They, and they could have gone it. They could they could have got laid but they yeah they
1: would have gotten they, they may have got well they may have gotten it done the problem is there's also the the it, yeah they could have gotten it done because you would have de- you would have destroyed
0: another generation of americans you could have done it but now they're so that's kind of like what i like it's it's warp speed of the plan being revealed, it's right. It's kind of like it took two years to see the COVID narrative fall apart. It's taken ten days for people to see that the Snake Island soldiers are alive. There is no ghost of Kiev. That Zelensky, all those images were actually from 2019. The helicopter that was shot down two days ago on CNN is actually from 2021. Right. It's it you're all seeing sort of, accelerated. It's, yeah,
1: you're, you're seeing accelerated because you know they just we we get it now and. I've been saying for years, Tom, that I'm like, these people think they have control over the, the information space, but they have no control over it. These autists on fucking Paul and 4chan, like, I'm sorry, dude, they can, um, they can, they can debunk all of this shit in an hour. Yeah, There's no way to stop these guys. And they, and they're committed, like, and they're committed hard to this, um, uh, to this, uh, this this plan they're 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 fully in and they can debunk this shit get it out into the world and then hand it off to people like me and and, and you and others who are going to turn on i can i can take that stuff not reference it directly go find the corroborating evidence from quote unquote real sources and then write an art write an inflammatory article on it and have it on zero hedge where it gets seen by 200 freaking people how are they going to stop that without getting rid of zero hedge if they get rid of zero hedge like everybody like they know they're fucked
0: I look at like I look at this like I'm 31 I'm a biology major I got into medical school taught myself graphic design and started a podcast and 29 years old living above my parents garage I listened to the Malone episode on Rogan over Christmas break heard him Mm -hmm. talking about mass formation psychosis Yep. on January 4th I did an episode with Dr. Malone, Dr. McCullough, and Dr. Matthias Desmet, who created Mass Formation Psychosis. I got in touch with him in Belgium. The fact that I did that right. on a Mac in Maryland with just some basic Ethernet and a camera, got that yep. out. That is now my most viewed video at 720,000 views. But that was a week after? No, less than a week after he was on Rogan. The fact that I put that together yeah. single-handedly, I'm like, exactly. now what do, what, exactly. do five, what do five autistic guys on poll do? Yeah, I'm <laughs> no. like, I'm like, wait, hold the fuck yeah. on.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, I seriously, I, it, this is the thing that they're fighting. They're fighting a, an unbelievable amount of their own technology, which they think they're using against us. But we're using it against them
0: yeah.
1: far better than they are. Then we we can get into Bitcoin and all the other stuff yeah. but that eventually is going to destroy them from the from the other side, because they don't they, what they don't. Re, re, they ultimately do not realize is that Bitcoin doesn't necessarily have to be a money, though. It's a very good. It's a very good idea for money. With Lightning Network, it becomes a very cheap communications platform that can't be hacked. Yeah, it's ARPANET 2.0, just as revolutionary. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so much going, there's so much to talk about there. Yeah. But, I mean, but as far as where, where we are today with with, um, yeah, with Ukraine, Putin and, and everything else, it's so very obvious to me that if I'm right about the Fed on the one side, and I'm, I know I'm right about what's going on with the Russian army on the other side, like, this is very obvious. Like, they're getting crushed And they've they've lost the the political war in the United States. It's just a matter of whether or not, you know, they're going to cancel the elections in the fall. They're going to try and go for some kind of, I don't know, they're going to kill the grid or they're going to, you know, cyber polygon event. And I'm like, like, I got news for you guys. And and I've heard everything about this. And I have people on my blog yelling at me about this shit all the day long. And I'm like, you know what? Stop it. Putin's already given them the frigging, read them the riot act.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. The Ryan Act goes like this, Klaus. I know where you live. If you give that order, one, we just the Russians just cut off their internet from the rest of the world. Yeah, Klaus, you give that order and you're going to die. Yeah, you. I can either send an av- I can send either a uh, missile up your ass at Mach nine, or you can die in your sleep.
0: Yeah, some spits
1: and that's like I'm serious. Like the uh, the idea that they're going to cut off the electrical grid, they're going to crash the the world's um, computers and everything else, and then still remain in power? Are you kidding? You know what? Again, um, you know, you know, you know who gets on the phone at that point to Putin is Jamie Diamond. and goes, dude, don't let them kill them Can you send the spetsnaz in to kill this motherfucker? Yeah.
0: Please. The guys that funded the, the the shooter on the grassy knolls come out of the woodwork and they go, "All right, hold on. What come fuck on. are you I doing?" I mean, it's
1: just, it's just, it's just stupid at this point. It's like, and if we have that level of of um, if we have that level of opposition to Schwab's Great Reset within our own government. And our own power structure here ain't no way any of that is ever going to happen. It's Period. It may happen to Europe, but pff, Europe's Europe's gone. Yeah. Like these people yeah. are ready to to sacrifice Europe on the altar of everything. Yeah. Uh, and they're, they're I, I, don't, of I don't begrudge the Europeans their 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 future. It's going to be terrible, but it is what it is.
0: Well, they're a bunch of beta soy cucks, and that's what you get for not having a backbone. I'm sorry, but stand up. It's. <sighs> I, I do look at I do look at like. Um, I think of Thomas Powers, who I think was um, General Curtis LeMay's secretary. Who mm-hmm. like the, He was a top guy that would always stay behind at the bunker and off at where Strategic Air Command was located. And he used to say he'd be at his desk and he'd say he had like two phones. One was to the White House and one was to like LeMay. And was like with these phones, he was like, I can like wipe out a billion people in an hour. And he goes, without these phones, I'm just a guy behind a desk. So I think of like something like Cyber Polygon. They're like, we're going to cut down the your entire power comes from your perception of power, you remove dislikes, you remove comments, you censor, you shadow ban. Without that, the fuck? Huh? huh? Nobody would even know who Klaus was. We would just go back to... But, okay, so... And then you can yeah, also... Yeah, so let's,
1: now let's go... So, so, what, so, what do you think, out of curiosity, um, before I... I'm going to lead you on to... I want, I want to ask you a question, right? Sure. What do you think... I've, I've talked about this. What do you think Putin's financial nuclear weapons
0: are his financial nuclear weapon? well my logic is this is there are just nuclear weapons and i know that i know that's a simple-minded answer but it's it's okay his financial doesn't even need to go there okay so what i mean yeah, right they off.
1: may force him they may force him into that at some point but i think okay, uh, he'll so, he'll force them he'll force them into that situation far earlier than okay, that it'll how, be, do you, how does
0: he beat them his financial nuclear weapons. OK, well, I'd think about What's this. Pick a pick a, a financial word well, that you might think would uh, work. I'm just going to think of I'm just going to think of a couple. I mean, there would be there would be what he could do with with cyber attacks, what he did on Ukraine. And I think 2014 from Nicole Pearl Ross book. This is how they tell me the four world letter word 4 letter word gold. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Gold. Yeah, big, big gold. and the reason is
1: the reason it's gold is really because it's oil all putin has to do is, is to reprice gold, uh, oil in terms of gold and only accept gold for his oil and in the process deep and in the process um sell it at a massive discount yeah and force the entire world onto the gold standard to, <laughs> no to force the one see the the current financial their power comes from the blowing up of this massive financial bubble and all of the money that they think they control, all these trillions of dollars they think they control, but those tr- those trillions are b- are credit based on a finite amount of gold. A, uh, based on the rehypothecation of very of a very small amount of gold to a pile that looks like it's this big. Yeah. yeah. Now you shrink that pile, which is which is more than ninety nine percent paper gold, not physical gold and you shrink that down to even close to an order of magnitude greater than um, the amount of gold that's actually out there, you shrink proportionally everything else by orders of magnitude. Okay. So how do you do that? Well, the easiest way to do that is to say, look, um, the current price of gold is about 17 barrels to the ounce ounce of gold we we'll get you about 17 barrels of oil depends on the you know where we are today plus or minus a barrel okay well you know i know i know there's risks associated with buying russian oil hey how about i give it to you for 50 ounces barrels to the ounce and you don't even have to do business with our banks you can deposit the money in a bank in turkey because they take gold
0: yeah it's- or in
1: hong kong they take gold too
0: what i would say. now now you're
1: trading oil at 39 dollars a barrel in gold you're now forcing everybody to go oh shit i can get that arbitrage it's a 65 percent arbitrage time hmm. okay now what happens then well everybody goes and tries to find physical gold in order to buy russian oil and the russians say look you know you buy it from us we'll deliver it to your door we won't do this free on board, which is the equivalent of you going to the, to the Chinese restaurant after you've, you've placed your order over the phone, then go and pick it up and bring it home. That's free on board, right? Oil free on board or soybeans free on board. No, no, we'll deliver it to you. There's another term for what happens when you buy it and you order it and it's DoorDash. So the Russians go to oil dash. Okay. Or, you know, oil Uber eats or, you know, Uber oil. We'll yeah. just deliver the shit to you. We've got the tankers. We've got the insurance market to ensure that to ensure everything. We're good. We'll deliver it to you. You just deposit a whole bunch of gold in this account over in Hong Kong or Turkey or this or Dubai or wherever. Go get the physical gold. Go find the physical gold. There isn't any. It's stuck in central bank vaults. You either have to start watching the central banks disgorge their their central bank reserves in order to pay Putin gold, which he'll put on his country's balance sheet, and then issue a domestic-backed, gold-backed ruble that only circulates internally. It's convertible for gold only internally within Russia, while the international ruble Trades at whatever it trades at. Similar to what China used to do with the onshore, offshore, you want. Okay, Putin will close the capital account for the for the Russian government. Issue a gold-backed ruble for domestic uh, consumption, domestic usage, and create a golden age for Russian consumers and Russian businesses. While at the same time crashing. All the Western financial markets enforcing a 65% deflation on everything. Or a complete revaluation of the price of gold from $1,900 an ounce to around $10,000. Take a pick. Those are your options. And the structure of the entire financial system changes overnight. Now,
0: all of a sudden, everything changes. I would say I was not entirely wrong, though. The reason why he can do this is because he's he has still sitting weapon. on a shit ton of nuclear weapons. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> that's the core. The,
1: the reason the Iranians couldn't do this or Venezuela couldn't, do this or, up the couldn't ass do this or Libya couldn't do this because Sunday. they didn't have the weapon.
0: Right? That's why, that's why right. you, no, go, not right? wrong. you can go bulldoze Saddam. You can bulldoze, bulldoze Gaddafi, do some Stuxnet shit, hit him with some yeah, NSA. You can Stuxnet
1: like. Iran. You can do all this stuff. But you try that shit with Putin and he then says, OK, that's nice. Um, the submarines um, –
0: fuck the submarines you know, they, got they, a they, dead the, hand
1: the, the submarines come um, you know surface off
0: the coast of dc yeah and it's it's, as and, it's and it's and it's yeah. lights out yeah. yeah and it's lights out and, and, and no one and no one it doesn't matter even schwab, and no one it, survives this even schwab doesn't it's that's yeah. he's had, the first
1: one uh, he's yeah. the first one killed
0: i've had on garrett and, it, and garrett graff and before I'm the, sorry keep going Sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I've had on Garrett Graff before, author of Raven Rock. Uh, It was like the best-selling audio book in 2019, all about the nuclear bunker systems. And uh, even for the most elite of the elite of the elite, from like Eisenhower through JFK or whoever, they – even them, dude, the conditions are so – austere sure they, like, they figured it out i mean with recycling air with internal oil reserves and water right. and food and you know having their own stockpile of medicine and doctors and escape plans and sure all the right. blast doors and everything no you could survive in norad you could survive in mount weather the conditions are so horrific. i mean eventually i mean that they were stocked with alcohol and pills because they're like eventually people are going to go mad you're just going <laughs> to want to start so that is kind of yeah. I was watching uh Dr. Strangelove yesterday. That is, that is kind of the, it's all, it, the whole thing's fucked. So yeah, he no, actually pulled off this goal.
1: I, I forced my daughter last weekend to, I, I finally sat her down and said, Nope, Sophie, you're not, you, you have to take two hours. We need to, you need to watch Dr. Love." My daughter's going to be 16 in April. It's a, and uh, it's I've a, been going, kind of steadily going through a lot of classic movies with her. And, um, I even tweeted it out right as right as you know. I even tweeted out the picture of the television set with Slim Pickens riding the bomb to Ground Zero. Right? It's like, I thought this was appropriate for this weekend. I don't know. Call me crazy. And my daughter, well, Camille and I, my wife, my wife and I, sat there. Of course, we've seen it. You know, I've seen I've seen the movie uh, two dozen times. I can practically I practically have it memorized. It's hilarious. And of course, we grew up in uh, an age where we understood the that the only way to deal with this is to laugh at it because I grew up. I'm I'm older than you. I'm 54. I grew up with air raid drills, with hiding under my desk and all this stuff. But it's she just sat there completely horrified. Yeah, by the whole thing. I mean, she laughed kind of nervously every and every once in a while, but she just kind of looked at this, going, "This is terrifying." I'm like, "Oh yeah, it is." And the only thing you can do is laugh because the rest of it is absurd.
0: Well, and it's it's also that it's uh, at the end of Eric M. Schlosser's book, Command and Control, all about nuclear silos. and he goes, the thing is, is we have this sort of illusion that, you know, starting in 1989, we stopped living under the bomb. It's all still there. Every, every all thermonuc- there. Th- The delivery systems are better. They're, we yeah. have less nukes. It's because you don't need as many because we're getting yeah, better you don't the as technology. You, you know? do realize that if Putin,
1: is, if Putin is not lying, that he has nuclear reactor-fueled missiles with MIRVs on them yeah. circling the Earth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, but in the upper atmosphere with a 20 year flight time that can just be dropped straight down. Oh, that was Chicago. Yeah. That was L.A. That was. Well, it's absolutely possible. Ottawa. We had project, and it's-
0: we had Project Pluto in, in the 50s. I don't know if you've ever read into sure. Project Pluto. That's right. what we were doing in the 50s. It was called the flying right. crowbar. It was a nuclear powered missile that would circle in the Pacific for years right. at a time until we gave it the go order. Right. That was in the 50s. And- yeah, I know. So, like, so of course know, he
1: has that. Putin's got those weapons. Yeah, he has those weapons now. And he, but what they, I think what they, the, the thing is, is that a lot of, we've been trying, I don't know, I've heard stories that we tried all that. No one's actually really ever, you know, cracked it. They, they've got, you know, a relatively clean reactor. It's so dirty as shit, but it's up there and it's doing its thing. And the thing that, that scares me more than anything else is how hard would it be for him to to put a, a he's got a nuclear reactor on the thing. How hard would it be for him to put, in the, and he's in the upper atmosphere. So that means that you could put a satellite knocking laser on the thing as, out as well, and now you've got sharks with laser fucking laser beams taking out our, uh, our GPS systems.
0: Yeah, well, the reason why Project Pluto didn't go through wasn't because it was feasible. They built a 110 order reactor in, I think, Mercury, Nevada in like the 50s. It worked. Right. It worked really well. And the dirty right. reactor, that was, that was seen as a, as a feature because what we right. used it as is each one could carry 16 one-megaton hydrogen bombs. What the missile would do, it's called the flying crowbar it would one it would fly to sixteen different targets in Russia, and it would drop sixteen one megaton bombs. all right, got it. What it would also do is it had a beryllium oxide reactor, so it would also spew radiation all over the Soviet Union. Number three, it was flying at Mach three it had the mass of a locomotive and it could fly as low as eighty feet so the sound it would sh- the the shock wave would also just kill people and structures all through, and it could fly for like six to twelve months. And that would be one the reason we didn't do it was because we didn't want it wasn't because the technology didn't work technology worked fucking great really yeah. the reality is is they went oh wait so if we built this the soviets are going to build one and i think it was eisenhower commissioned a report who was like well how do we defend it against this and they were like good question it can't be done and he was like well then fucking scrap it so yeah. it's, scrap it, yeah. it's it's no no part of it's not feasible it was, yeah. but if you're a madman, going to use gold and to, to to completely change the financial structure overnight and go against a German eugenicist and a bunch of uh, a a bunch of elitist technofagot pedofi- pedophilic elites, mm-hmm. maybe you whip. Maybe maybe you whip out the nuclear reactor missile.
1: Well, I mean, and this is the thing that that I, that scares me. That nobody really wants to 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 you know, are, how far are they willing to go to win? This is the part being Schwab Schwabin company. How far are they willing to go to win? And
0: this is the
1: this is the this is where we get into act two and we get the of this of this drama. We get to find out. The act one is over. The Russians have it have have enforced a new physical reality on Ukraine yeah. for all intents and purposes. Now the negotiations have started. Now the financial war begins. Now the now the move counter move. Can we set up a, a, a real insurgency in Poland? And can we do, you know, can we play all these stupid legal games and and The Russians are done. Here's the big thing to understand. For years, Putin was always willing to back up. He was willing to negotiate. He was willing to sit down and talk. He was willing to do these things in order to be a good global citizen and to give people the benefit of the doubt. And every time we bit that hand. So every ceasefire was used as a means by which to rearm. We saw it in Syria a thousand times. You know, every time our guys, our you know, our pet salapis head chopping animals started to lose some ground that was important. Ah, let's call for a ceasefire. Hey, how about a ceasefire? And then they, you know, blasted all over the news and tried to, to shame Putin to the table. And almost every time he went for it. You'll notice that every time in the last month leading up to the um, to the invasion of Ukraine, Macron went over there, tried this. Multiple times. And the last time Macron went, and other people, the last time Macron went over there, Putin said, "There will, there is nothing you can say to deter me at this point. You are just trying to buy time for your own political purposes, and I don't give zero, I give zero fucks on this. You're done. We're done talking. Either get this fucking thing pushed through and come to me with something concrete. Fuck off. And that's exactly what happened. And you can read the transcript of the last phone call, the last meeting between Putin and Macron. And it basically said that. And Macron had to go home. And then they, and and that's when everything changed. And that's when they go, oh, fuck, he is serious. He's not going to be deterred. And then what started as what was probably originally going to just be him moving into the Donbass to take Donetsk and Lugansk, turned into a complete, in forefront, decapitation and destruction of Ukraine's ability to fight back, and to wipe out everything. And now they're beginning to release all the information about the biolabs, oh, yeah. about the fact that they were about the fact that they were that they were that we were building friggin anthrax and smallpox and all this shit. We're gonna throw right at the Russians. Like these people are fucking insane and they're disgusting. And if only half of this shit is true. And I don't even I mean, look it's the Russian Ministry of Defense. I'm willing to believe that they're at, they're exaggerating. Sure. Of sure course they would. Okay, so I'll bracket yeah. for 25 to 40% exaggeration. So what does that mean? When you're talking about smallpox, yeah. um, it's either smallpox or it's not. Yeah. It's either anthrax or it's not. There's not like there's mild smallpox.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it's not like there's omicron smallpox. Yeah. Fuck that. It's either smallpox or it's not smallpox. Are they lying about smallpox? Well, Bill Gates has been telling us for months that we should be prepared for smallpox. They're, you know, issuing they're issuing patents on new smallpox friggin' drugs. Like it's do the fucking math. Who's lying here and who's not?
0: Yeah. The fact that they're going in and, you know, I had on, I had on George Webb last week and the week before, mm-hmm. and he was saying he was – George Webb comes on every Sunday, and he was like – Oh, does no, he? Oh, yeah, no. Well, we've been doing it for like two months now. We're going to keep it going. Okay. We have a fucking blast. He and I were actually yeah, watching is. Dr. Strangelove during our podcast yesterday. No, <laughs> no,
1: George Webb's a good guy. He's I, mean, a, he's a, I I've, you know, I, I, I go up and down with George, but I think, he's, I think his heart's in the right place. sure That's, uh, that's oh, all yeah, I, yeah.
0: well, I well I Well, I go up and down yeah. with every guest. Yeah, of course. But, like, I look at, like – you know, he was saying like last. He was like, "They're gonna start." He's like, "Putin's got to produce evidence. He's got to produce evidence because he's like, yes. otherwise, this just looks and it very well could be just wanton slaughter." He goes, "But right. if he can produce evidence on these bio labs," and I was like, "I was like, George, you've been a, right, in my mind. I was like, you've been right about a lot of stuff. I was like, this is this is a big thing to butt." And then I see yesterday coming out across it's on Reddit, yep. it was on Instagram, in it was like, George, and I was I'll, like, published all that stuff. yeah. I was like, no fucking way. So now it's. It's getting very and what I think. What I think him shelling Putin shelling uh, that nuclear reactor was. I think that yeah. was the equivalent of saying, "Like, I am going to do nuclear deterrence in one way or another."
1: I, I think what I, I I'll, I'll 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 flip that script on you and I'll All say right. look that it was very clear in the early hours of the invasion that they moved they moved swiftly and with professional troops to Chernobyl. I heard multiple reports of not just Russians, but Ukrainian army, regular army, defending Chernobyl. Okay, meaning they, they both, that everybody on both sides said Chernobyl's not allowed to be on uh, in play. Because Chernobyl being uh, traditionally the USSR's uh, breeder reactor for plutonium-239-240 for high-yield nuclear weapons. The one is Zaporizh, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. So the Zappo nuclear power plant incident, again, bracket for, you know, Russian disinformation. But, and we've heard this in multiple instances, and it fits with other things that we've seen from the way Zelensky is acting and the way a lot of the the, the hardcore nationalists have been acting, which is to try and frame the Russians for humanitarian mistakes and to try and, or humanitarian Uh, horrors and to try and frame them for a false flag what i think happened here the russian the russian mod said look we did not fire on the administrative building that was a fire set by the guys who were defending it in order to try and frame us for this and it was a matter of they were going to sabotage the plant if we did not attack it now again bracket that for russian misinformation as much as you want it could just as easily be yeah it was reckless for them to, to stage the assault on the uh on the power plant but then again given what we've seen in every other c- circumstance with the with the hardcore ukrainian nationalists yeah, yeah it was it, it was a risk somebody had to take
0: yeah
1: I and then that. you know the russians have, and, and when and when this is all over i'm sure that the russians will present all their evidence to the u.n and the hague and everybody else and say look this is what's going on you'll note that the I mean, they have been stymied in producing and being allowed to produce and show to the world their evidence on MH17, the screep incidents, like all of these things, Lip- 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 all of this stuff they have, and they have extensive intelligence on all of these issues. And at some point, someone is going to have to let them have the microphone and show it all. And it's very it, it 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 is very telling that no one will let them do that. Hmm. That to me is like if, if look if they're lying they're lying. Then prove it. Here's your allegations. Now prove the now now present the counterintelligence CIA MI6 Mossad whoever it is. Please do so. Let's have hash this out in a public forum. But the fact that nobody will actually allow the Russians to speak and not pro, not produce any evidence that's worth a shit that's even believable like nothing about what we've been told about ma-17 is believable there ain't no way a buke could shoot that freaking thing down i mean that's been like categorically i mean it doesn't have the ability to, to shoot a missile that high period under any circumstances it was like what we were told about the il-20 shootdown of the, the russian neiland plane that nearly started world war three back in 2018 that that, that, uh, that a Syrian S-200 missile was what shot that down? Like, Joaquin Flores over at Fort Russ went through the whole freaking thing and said, look, it's not possible the missile can't fly as far as, couldn't fly that far under any circumstances. It never got close enough to the Syrian battery. So that means it was shot down, most likely, by, a, by either the French or the fucking Brits. The Israelis were in the area— and to avoid World War III and getting NATO involved, the Israelis took the hit after took the PR hit after discussing it with Putin and the Syrians. And the Putin's the one that says, "Look, this is the this is what we're going to do to whitewash this thing, so we don't start World War goddamn three Because the freaking Brits and the French are insane, which is what actually happened with the with with, with that IL twenty shootdown. This kind of shit happens all the time, and the fucking perfidious Albion is behind all of this crap. If anybody needs to be taken down here, it's a like goddamn Brits, because they're the fucking source of ninety percent of the shit. The I mean, people are evil. The British government's fucking evil in every goddamn way, and I'm done with MI6. Fuck these people, fucking Browder and 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 what's his name? Fucking Christopher Steele and all these assholes. What do you think is behind all this shit? This all this evil Russian crap. So it's, it's all the same shit. Dude, it's been going on since the early 90s. It's nothing new. Fuck the Brits. Fuck the Brits. I, I mean, I've, I, I've been screaming about this for four years now. And, I, and they always get a goddamn pass. And they have, they have, they've got people deep in the DOD, the CIA, sure. the State Department. They're everywhere. These fucking assholes. And they're feeding bad information in all the time. They're asking, we're asking them to produce shitty information that they then pass back to us to frame Trump for pissing on a hooker in a, Mos- in a Moscow hotel room or something.
0: Like, it's dumb. Which, on an aside, even if you did do, don't kink shame him. Who cares? He's not going to shame Donald be- Trump. He doesn't. He's, he's shameless. He's shameless. Yes. As Tim Dillon, to, to quote Tim Dillon for a third time, Donald Trump is the most American American to ever live. He's That's right. He's on, his, he's on his third marriage. He lives in a gold palace in a sky, and he eats McDonald's on his private plane, and he's got a fake tan. <laughs> he's oh. the most american that's ever most american american that's i know ever and drinks lived. diet coke in the he process because you're, you're trying to lose weight he's a pig i like him but i mean i know what he is he's a yeah, pig no, I, I i love trump i just don't want him as president anymore no, he's, just, he's a fucking pig so <laughs> with all of this though right it's everything we're talking about normally would be couched in like a. that's a fun thought experiment but we are again march 7th 2022 we are in a time where the physical reality has changed there is now yes. Ru- there's now a russian occupation force in ukraine and to me the reason why this is so kind of Regardless of what it is, like I said, I just now question everything It's because for two sure. years I was lied to my fucking face and personally knowing because I'm interviewing Dr. Malone and Dr. McCullough. I'm Brian. seeing both. I'm watching the news on one TV and I'm talking to them on another and I'm going a one, a one plus one cannot be two and three. And so I right. look at that and I look at how they gaslit all of us. It's now coming out that the White House, paid all these companies to run right pro vaccine. Uh, advertising and i would imagine this is my prediction in the coming months we're also going to see collusion between big pharma and big tech about suppressing and hydroxychloroquine that's just a matter of time we're seeing all of this come out but what was but let's now let's put ourselves back in 2020 what did it seem like this massive monolithic thing moving in one direction with one narrative so let's just take that for what it is now, let's look where we are now on March 7th, 2022. There's this massive, massive, monolithic machine, the Swift banks, MasterCard, Visa, Facebook, everything. It's They're all moving and there's one narrative, one narrative only. They're, they're, they're trying Putin, to cancel Dostoyevsky, for Christ's sake, because he's Russian. I mean, Putin so- man bad, Ukraine good. It's as simple as replace Ukraine with vaccine and replace yep. Putin with with fucking Joe Rogan and It's, that's what it is. And it's, they're all anti-vaxxers.
1: They're now, they now want to, they, 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 they've, you know, they're doing the same thing that happened to Italians and Germans and Japanese Americans here in the United States. Yeah. During World War Two, yeah, it's so we never want to talk about this, but all those people, were, but a lot of them were put in internment camps. Absolutely, so but and, you know, I know, I, like- I have, I, I have, I have, you know, not family members, but I have, you know, people in my, you know, my father's neighborhood grew up and lost all their freaking businesses, yeah, because they were Italian and yeah. they were just seized from them, yeah, like under so- FDR. It's like it's it's ridiculous. War so- it makes people crazy, so and but- it makes people stupid.
0: But so I look at all of this and I just – I try to boil it down to the most – like the most meta themes and it's Mm -hmm. when I see an overarching narrative – and I see everything acting in lockstep. It's not one company coming out and saying, we don't no. stand with Russia. When I see every banking system, I see every media outlet, when I see everything, when I see every fucking shit lip going, we stand with Ukraine, and I see all these guys going, we need to, America needs to do more. This is time for our fight. And I look at all of this, and I see the Snake Island shit, and the Ghost of Kiev, and all these fucking frame shots of the beautiful women in Ukraine who are dying. Excuse me if a little part of me goes... Huh? This looks yeah. an awful lot like one message being one message being pushed by a monolithic yeah, it's, machine. It, it's just it's just he's Goldstein. It's the two minutes a hey, It's, it's whatever it is, whether it's COVID and and any vax, or whether it's yeah, Putin yeah, in Ukraine in two years. And but to me, that's where I look at it and I go, What the fuck really going on?
1: And the truth of the matter is, Tom, is that if you look at the polls, it's not working. Yeah. It's not working well that comes, i mean yeah, yeah yeah everybody's willing to virtue signal on twitter half the people on twitter aren't real anyway no it's, it's um, yeah,
0: dead internet theory so and um
1: you know and the rest of everybody else is like yeah it's great but i'm you not know, to sending my kid over there
0: yeah um yeah. i mean it's that's been nice. less than a year since the withdrawal um i can do like another like 20 30 minutes, and then we'll. I think we definitely need to reschedule another one. Not reschedule, schedule yeah. I mean,
1: one. I'm happy to do another one with you. I, I have a thing with uh Palestinian oh, you, Gold Radio 5, if, so I'm gonna want to rest my voice. And, and oh, if you,
0: you want to wrap this one up, we can wrap it up now. But I, I was mean, gonna I'm, ask, I'm, I was gonna ask just sure, a couple more minutes. So this all sure, comes can, down, down to this, yeah. all comes down to then the, the entire thing comes down to the integrity of elections. Was yes. was 2020 stolen? Of course it was. So There's no doubt. So has that been rectified? Because none of this fucking matters if you can just get dominioned and fortified at 3 a.m.
1: Well, yeah, it's going to be a lot harder to do with 435 House races yeah. and 33 or 35 Senate races and 33 Senate races and a bunch of gubernatorial races. It's going to be much harder to do. Um, and, a lot of, and a lot of states have hardened their election laws in ways that it's going to ensure that it's not going to happen. I think the bigger question you have to ask yourself is whether or not they're going to even allow an election. They're going to try and institute some kind of martial law and say, no, they, we can't even have elections. Now, if they try that here in the United States, aside from the fact that this is happening, these are state-run elections. And now you got to get 50 states to agree to this. Biden has to somehow, with a 37% approval rating, and by November, his approval rating will be in the teens. I shit you not because we're going to be looking at $8 a gallon gasoline and we're going to be looking at, you know, you know, $12 a pound hamburger and shit like that. And we're going to be looking at, you know, no grains and, you know, bread is $15 a loaf and all the rest of it. We're going to be looking at, this is what we're going to be looking at. We're looking at, we're looking at collapse of the food supply chain. We're looking at the collapse of the energy supply chain. We're going to be coming into the winter, um, with oil, oil everywhere, but not a drop to friggin. uh, to to refine because every the supply chains will broken down to the point where, you know, where parts won't be able to be, you know, manufactured to replace. And, you know, there's going to be, the refinery is going to be breaking down and the whole system is going to break down because when, when, you know, has any, everybody worries about $200 barrel oil, but has anybody priced in what it looks like when the world is staring at $5 a pound aluminum and it's used to 85 cents or, you know, uh, $15 $15 a pound nickel and you're trying to make stainless steel. Okay. Or like I saw this morning that, you know, coal Titan Peabody is probably got to file for bankruptcy because they had a whole bunch of frigging, um, hedges blow out because they're, uh, you know, the, the price of coal was spiked. Okay. You realize that these markets, that all of these commodity markets are depend on very sophisticated supply chains. And and and, they, and that is another way of saying complexity. And how do you keep an oil refinery running if you can't get replacement flanges, or you can't get replacement wiring, or you can't get the chips needed for this the, the two dollar chip for the freaking PLC controller that you that you've run out of backups for because you know you ordered six you ordered five last month and you you know they're backordered six months. Like this is real. And this shit's been going on for 18 months. And then we've got farmers who can't afford to buy seed to plant. Okay? You've got the Russians now saying we're not going to export any fucking fertilizer because we're not sure we're going to have enough fertilizer to plant our wheat that you don't want to buy from us anymore because you're a bunch of 1st signaling faggots. Tough shit. I'll sell it to the Chinese. They're starving over there. They've got 1.2 billion people to feed, for fuck's sake. And so do the Indians. We don't need to sell you a pound, a bushel of fucking Russian wheat. You you think there's going to be a Ukrainian wheat harvest this year? The Ukrainians provide like 18% of the world's wheat exports. You think there's going to be a planting? There's no diesel fuel in the country of Ukraine. The Russians just blew it all up. And... This all could have been avoided if they just said, yeah, we're never going to. Yes, yeah, so we'll give you a written guarantee. No Ukraine in NATO. We're going to pull back our nuclear weapons to the 1997 contact line. We, the Russians say we're never going to invade Ukraine. We're never going to do this. You recognize the Donbass. Gone. This could have all been done and recognize Crimea. It's all you got to do. These people won't do that. And it's not our war. It's theirs. Don't be gaslit. Be angry pissed off that your children aren't going to be able to get fucking dental care they're not gonna be able to eat properly you're gonna be feed, you're gonna be feeding them fucking paste off the goddamn ground and hope that and hope that you would be able to add the freaking meat from dog food into your freaking dinner like this is the shit that we're look that a lot of people are looking at over the next two years and it's not putin's fault it's our fault it's our fault for not overthrowing the junta in fucking dc It's our fault for believing shitbags like Soros and Clinton and all these other motherfuckers who've stolen hundreds of billions of goddamn dollars for no other reason than because they could. And we have the goddamn balls to sit back and get self-righteous about whether or not 600 civilians in Ukraine have been killed or not. Because that's what the Russians just said this morning. The Russian Ministry of Defense said, look, there's probably some, you know, our estimates are 750 civilians killed. And we could have avoided all of this if you just turned over the friggin' Azov Battalion. bunch of fucking Nazis. Literal Nazis. Who are personally responsible for the death of over 15,000 Russians in the Donbass. Now, is 15,000 dead Russians in the Donbass over eight years a genocide? No. Should you roll your eyes at Putin's use of the word genocide? Yes. Is 15,000 dead Russians in the Donbass a tragedy? Absolutely. Is it a genocide? No. Is it a tragedy? Absolutely. Is it worth... Is but it wasn't going to stop, and the freaking Zelensky's out there saying, "Yeah, we should. Uh, Ukraine needs nuclear weapons," which they voluntarily gave up with the Bucharest Agreement in 1994, and they want to tear that whole thing up. And it's madness! It's like all of our people are running around like Jack T. Ripper, going, "It's time to kill the Ruskies. to preserve our precious bodily fluids." I mean, we're literally living in Dr. Strangelove right now. So, And, you know, people are putting Ukraine flags on their Twitter feeds and thinking they're doing something.
0: Well, those, Fuck off. They're not real. Those, those are NPCs. I mean, really, I know truly, these are people that, that there is – there's not original thought in their head. They don't yeah. – they've gone from – their arms are still bleeding from their fucking 19th booster as they're holding up the, the flag. <laughs> there's nothing – they're not – you know, pay them know. no mind they are but a tumbling but thing. it's
1: not but but they but they are a portion of the they are a portion of, of the oh yeah and,
0: no no they are yeah i'm not making and, and that and that's a real and it's
1: a real issue but thankfully the middle of this country but the political middle is not buying this anymore they're like i want i want my children to grow up without a mask yeah it's we're done
0: well that's the so kind of to wrap that that was a beautiful rant by the way i commend you that, You're was, welcome. that was i would i i strive to i strive to have great rants and that was a good one <laughs> I, I recognize it but like so I look You're at serving, all, sir. Yeah, but I look at all of that and I go, okay. So to me, it's kind of like the whole, like we said earlier, the competition, right? The bankers, the pincer against the Schwab. What we're seeing now is we're seeing a, a more and more complex system who now have a direct interest in free and fair elections. Mm-hmm. That's what we're seeing. And to yeah. me I think we're
1: I think we're I think I think we've I, I wrote an article months ago saying I think we've reached peak Davos. Yeah. Um and this was this was and when I wrote it, I really thought I was ahead of the curve. Um, I really thought I was I was probably stretching, but I had multiple people whose opinions on this stuff I really respect, people like Alistair Crook and others. People in the geopolitical realm, they were all like, You're absolutely right. This is where we are. Now it's the worst part is that they don't understand it yet. And we're still going to have to fight the war with them to get out from underneath us. But they're going to fail in a way that's going to create untold amounts of horror around the world for so many people. And so, you know, it's that moment like, you know, you, you got to take the anger and the frustration and everything else and you got to do something with it. Mm-hmm. The best thing you can do is to shore up your community locally as best as possible, to shore up your family as much as possible, and get yourself as healthy as possible because you're going to need to be healthy in order to be able to deal with
0: what's come and what's already here. Yeah. Well, I tell people, everyone listening, I always always tell them like the very simplest thing you can do. And obviously it sounds, you know, there is a conflict of interest as I am trying to grow my podcast, but I always tell them just share the link because two things will happen. Either someone will get red pilled or you will be censored from Facebook. And then people that know you and know that you're a pretty well balanced person, Bob, Jill, whoever, they're going to wonder why you got censored. Just like when people that have known me my whole life go, Tommy's, I mean, Tommy's, you know, he's animated, but why did he get censored? Well, Dr. McCullough told people they should take vitamin D and they go, hold up. So what I always tell people, share the episode. You either red pill or you're banning. will red pill people. And that is something you can do. It it sounds like nothing, but there is something something you can do. It just absolutely. Absolutely. Now, no one will be surprised when I get (laughs) banned. Yeah. Well, no, I've already been banned from YouTube. So that's like already yeah. one level. Already. Surprisingly enough, I still have a YouTube channel, but, um, I don't use it for much. So well, I, I can, use it mostly to, I can send you, a, a, I can send you a, you know, I, I'm friends with Dr. McCullough. If anybody wants to go kamikaze on their YouTube channel, I can, I can take <laughs> No, I, if,
1: I were to, if I were to interview Dr. McCullough, I would do it. I and mean, that's fine. Um, <laughs> and I would love to, to speak to either him or Dr. Mullen at some point, but I, I, I would never even begin to think about asking them because I'm just, I, I like, they don't have time for me. Um, but uh, I would have them on my podcast and I would, you know, I would always, I would publish anything. I would publish on Odyssey because um, I'm not a, stupid.
0: I'm on Odyssey and Bitches. I can, yeah. pro- I, don't, I don't, Malone's a slippery fish. I could probably put you in touch with McCullough if you want. Uh-huh. That's, I, if, I would, if you generally want to yeah. talk to him, he's a fucking cool yeah. dude. Yeah,
1: okay. Well, um, yeah, if, you, if you're if you willing to, to, to set up a uh, an, uh, an invite email, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It. So, um, Tom, this has been great. Um, yeah man, I've had a, I've had a blast man.
0: I've a, I really I've have. I've had a blast too dude. This has been fucking fun. I I I told you we are yeah, there. There are no definite. There are no boundaries of weeds. And it ended with us screaming about nuclear powered reactors in the stratosphere. So I would say we didn't get quite to Area Fifty One, but 51, that's what, But no. that's what I like about this podcast. Every, like,
1: every time I hear the word I, the words Area Fifty One, all I can think of is Jillian, Jillian Anderson and her prime on the X Files. It's well, like that's so where I, I go. I, I
0: I use it as like as like a marker. What I mean is like truly nothing is off limits. I don't give a shit. I, I've, okay. I've, I've interviewed a guy who walked on the moon and so, you, know, yeah.
1: I, I, you know, I have to, I have to deal with family members who are more than happy to talk about the little green aliens that are, that are, um, uh, are controlling all of this. So yeah, I, yeah. nothing shocks me, dude. Exactly.
0: <laughs> well, I, that's what I like. I like people to feel comfortable. We can literally Absolutely. talk about anything. Um, thank you so much for coming on, man. I'll email you this when it's up. It'll be up in like an hour or two hours or something. Um, okay. I'll, I'll make a know. note of it right now. To, I will put you in touch with Dr. McCullough. And if you could, I can't multitask. So, McCullough. if you could just uh, email me whatever links you want in the description. If you just got like, sure. I'll do that right. I'll do that once we get off the air. Awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll just copy and paste that. And put, that's what I do with all the guests. Whatever you want. Social media, you can do 10, you can do one. I don't give a fuck. I'll copy got and paste it, and put it in there. I'll send it to you when it's up, and we'll shamelessly ask you to plug it through your networks. And I will well. put you in touch with Dr. McCullough. And uh, I'd love to chat again sometime, man. That was fun as fuck. Okay. No All problem. Right. Okay. Fuck Clash yeah, Wall. Fuck Clash Wall. Yep, absolutely. All right, buddy. Take care. God bless. Stay safe, everybody. Recording God bless America. Stopped. Thank you, sir.